for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Welcome to the 10 o'clock hour, the fourth and final hour of our weekly Saturday morning radio broadcast. This is where we dive deep into one specific topic about your home, castle, or cabin. Today we're going to be talking about lighting, light fixtures, light bulbs. We've got a special guest in studio that's going to help us do that, Mr. Childers of Statewide Lighting. But before we get there, I'm going to have a, I have a continuation of our last hour. I, I had an eight-minute segment, and I think Gary stole two of those minutes from me somehow because... Oh, well, I, yeah. blame I, I, me for I, it. <laughs> I, that, that music track to the bump started way too soon, and... <laughs> We have uh, we had Joe Ersick, the president and CEO of the Green Valley Sarita Chamber of Commerce, on, and it we did not have enough time to give them and this event the kind of coverage they need. Uh, just a, a beautiful little town in southern Arizona, south of Tucson, uh, along Interstate 19. Joe, I, I had just yes, asked sir. you where, where you like to sneak away in your own community, <laughs> and I, I know that's a loaded question for the chamber because you feel obligated this. To list every single business that's there in your local community. So, uh, for anybody not familiar with Green Valley Sorita, give us just a, a quick preview of the town. You bet. You know, we have, um, for the second year in a row, when I say we, the town of Sarita was recently voted the, the fifth best place to live in Arizona and uh, among 54 communities, and we got nosed out by Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, Gilbert, and Oral Valley. Uh, it's it's a wonderful community, a, a population and of roughly 28,000 people. Joe, the um, nice thing about all those towns that nosed you out, you don't need yes. those kinds of budgets to move to Sorita, though. <laughs> That's correct. You don't yes, need a Scottsdale uh, budget to move to Sorita. <laughs> Yes, and you know what's also great is that the unemployment rate here is 4.1 percent. It's the fourth best in Arizona. Um, there's a there's just many many reasons reasons to live here, and again, a lot of the businesses you have to have a, what came first, right? The chicken or the egg? The business community inviting and bringing neighborhoods and uh, residences to to come here, or residences and bringing business. And I happen to believe that uh, as soon as you have businesses in place. Uh, you, you'll get rooftops. And a lot of uh, the home-based businesses, of course, they combine the two. Uh, and they're all, most of them are represented at this event. It's, it's the, the, uh, the town is awesome, and this particular event, the um, Business Expo and Taste of the Valley is a real nice showcase of everything. Well, we appreciate your time. And where is this event being held? Over at Desert Diamond Casino, I-19 and Pima Mine Road. And uh, it's... Uh, our 24th annual, and, and uh, we invite everyone to come on down for $5. You can have some incredible, uh, an incredible meal from about uh, 14 different restaurants in this area. And tell us how that works. It's pretty neat the way you can buy a, a ticket for a sample, and it's only a buck, and you can get 14 different samples. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dollar, and we have uh, the Optimist Club has their famous sausage that they're, uh, they're, they're handing out. But also the new restaurants here, again, are Dominic's and Tito's. They're here along with 19th Hole and uh, uh, the, uh, uh, just four, 14 of our, our, our best restaurants are represented here. And you'll get a great variety of food for just $5. The Rosie on the House Transit is down there as well with our team, Lance Kunkel, and 
Susan Krieger. The, you can stop by the Rosie on the house booth and pick up a home maintenance calendar if you'd like one. Or weren't on our mailing list. We're getting a lot of people that are asking, uh, can they still get a calendar? Absolutely. We mail them out all year long. At the end of every month, every request that comes in, Lance uh, takes a new stack down to the post office. And uh, we were joined by Joe Ursix, president and CEO of Green Valley Chamber of Commerce, Green Valley and Sorita. Thanks again for your time and uh, hope you all have a great event today. Thanks very much. Green Valley is one of our newest affiliates uh, from KGVY. But even uh, as new as that is, they've been with us over five years and just been a great little radio station run by the Walker family. And, uh, I love great, Deanna great every week. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know uh, her husband's name? No, I don't, actually. Okay, so everyone knows him as Chet, but it's not Chet. It's Jim. When he was <laughs> growing up, Chet was a very tall basketball player, and Jim is a very short uh, basketball player. And so they teased him. They nicknamed him Chet because he was the opposite of whoever this basketball, famous basketball player was. And the name stuck with him for, you know, you know 40, 50 years later, however long. It's so been. he answers to two names. <laughs> you can call him Chet or Jim and he'll answer like. <laughs> Present. So uh, thanks to all of our Green Valley listeners as well. It's a very interesting community. They have a lot of retirement uh, community down there. It's a little higher than Phoenix and even Tucson. So you get a little bit more of. Uh, the higher elevation, a little cooler winters, and you're uh, you're right between <laughs> wherever you want to go. You want to go uh, get some Mexican food south of the border. You're 20 minutes away. You want to go shopping. You Tucson's 20 minutes north. So you're saying I can find a a pretty good tamale somewhere around. Pretty there. good tamale, and you're right at the biggest pecan grove in Arizona, oh. Green Valley Pecan Company. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to talk about our topic of the week. We just uh, had to give that that event its due diligence, and we cut them short in the last hour. Again, you can get down there today, and it's today only, I believe and pick up your home maintenance calendar. In that calendar, you'll see that the month of January, we're talking about things you can do as the homeowner, yourself projects in the weekend. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about uh, tile projects and all the different applications for tile in your home. But today, we're talking about lighting. Let's get uh, let's shine a little light on the situation. All right. Good Alan. morning. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming down this yeah. Saturday morning. Appreciate it. Love, love being down here. And statewide lighting, you've been with Rosie on the House for quite a while, but you've recently gone mm -hmm. through a new showroom upgrade. Yeah, we spent um, oh, most of last year uh, decided that our showroom was pretty tired. So uh, we cleaned it out, we remodeled it, redecorated it, uh, brought in all new fixtures. Um, so uh, we we pretty much unloaded all the older stuff and uh, donated it to Habitat and a few others. And, and uh, so then so we brought in all new fixtures. Our manufacturers were a big help, uh, giving us some, you know, some product and some new product and some product that, uh, frankly, we would have never brought in before. So... Um, but it's all cleaned up and uh, looks great. It's ten, just about 10,000 square feet. Um, we have some electric fireplaces now, and we have some, some different things. Um, but a lot of the, the newer 
fixtures, wall fixtures, dark sky, um, LED. We have a new little landscape area uh, where we def, uh, demo uh, some landscape lighting and um, what you can do um, So with the new LED landscape. So we've got quite a bit of new stuff now. And we'll start with lights because that's the easiest thing. It's, it may not make sense to change our fixtures right now, but it's amazing what just changing the light bulb uh, mm -hmm. can do for for our home and our lighting. But before, I, I've just got this one nagging question. My, my curiosity has to know, how long does it take you to turn on all those lights in 10,000 square feet every morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, luckily we don't <laughs> turn them all on. Um the power meter spins pretty fast <laughs> as it is. Uh, we turn on a few of them, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's moving right on down the road when when we turn them on. <laughs> so let's talk about lighting. For years and years, it was the same, and we've had you on a few times talking. But mm -hmm. it's one of those things that it was the same forever and ever and ever. And then the amount of changes, once one happened, then there was another, then there was another. And the improvements on those changes have just started to snowball. Uh, hammers were the same way. You know, mm -hmm. Forever a hammer was a claw hammer. And the, the different types of ergonomic design mm -hmm. and the magnets that are on them now and mm -hmm. the way they're weighted, it, it just seems like every year we've got a better way to make the hammer and every year we've got a better way to make an improvement mm -hmm. on Thomas Edison's light bulb. Yeah, um Technology has changed so fast, um, and um, it's it's just gone, you know, within a new light bulb has come out about every six months. Um, so, you know, with the new LEDs, even some of the older incandescents that are still produced, uh, the technology has changed. Um, so uh, it, it's constantly moving um, I almost have to go back to school every month to figure out what's going on, um, but uh, it's it it's tough to keep up with. Um, but social media, I think, has had a lot to do with that. Um, before, um, and even with styles of fixtures, you know, fixtures were all contemporary. I mean, not contemporary; they were all traditional or um, transitional. Very, you know basics um and we we were so far behind the europeans you know they they're the ones that brought out the new ideas the new styles the new colors and everything well by the time america picked them up and started doing them it was two years down the road you know by the time the lighting manufacturers decided to match the faucet people and the toilets and the, you know, the countertops and all of the design work, the lighting people were two, two years down the road. Now with social media happening and everything, uh, the lighting industry is much more on top of it. Um, they are, you know, when something comes out, they're right there putting it, putting something matching together for them. So that's been a big help. Um, the light bulbs here again. Um, there's certain bulbs for certain things, and uh, uh, pretty much now all of the light bulb manufacturers can match what you used to have. So, you know, as far as color, as far as CR and everything, you know, so they, they've gotten real well at 
putting out a product now that uh, everybody would be happy with. And we've got a special guest that uh, is going to be calling in the next segment. Did I, did I get all my facts right from Dallas? Yeah, he's in Dallas. at Right right now, this week is our international lighting market in Dallas. And um, he should be calling in here soon, I hope. Um, but he's going to hopefully we'll drill him as far as, you know, what the good stuff, new stuff is. What what, what does he see now that won't get <laughs> yeah. to our shelves for the next six to eight months? <laughs> yeah. Well, usually down there, you know, if, if it's there, it'll be on our shelves in the next month or so. OK, great. Yeah, it's pretty fast because uh, they they pretty much stock up and get ready. Uh, when they put it in market. We'll look forward to hearing from David here shortly, as long as well as you, the listener, at one 767 if you'd like to join the lighting conversation. When the lights go down <laughs> in the city And the sun shines on the bay. You think when Thomas Edison was creating the light bulb did he ever thought people would ever turn these on during the day <laughs> i don't know i'm not too sure uh, light bulbs get used more when the sun is out than when the sun is down mm-hmm. i'm looking in the studio right now i did a quick count just during the break from where i'm sitting i can count more than 26 individual light bulbs that are on right now <laughs> yeah and you know and you know it'd be nice to not have that electric meter spinning quite so fast too i mean you can with the new technology nowadays you can cut it cut it down drastically and that is because of the led that uses less electricity yeah. than the old right. fluorescent incandescent well between that and that's the biggest portion is going with the led and reducing the watts the other portion of even if incandescent and stuff um the the amount of lumens that they're putting out now um, is is even greater. So you may be able to drop down, you know, instead of six, you may only need five, you know, to do the same job that you needed 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, it, it has increased. Uh, it's gotten better just for even, ec- you know, incandescent bulbs. Um, but... It, there's nothing that beats the LED bulb as far as, you know, LED chip, um, as far as putting out the lumens now um, with minimal wattage. And they're not nearly as hot as those other ones. Now, that's a pretty small element of the cooling inside of your home. Right. Uh, but it's, you know, every little bit counts. Yeah, well, it, it years ago... Um, uh, maybe say 10 years ago, um, it was a substantial amount of uh, heat added, heat, he- to added heat to the home. Um, now it's minimal. Uh, if you switch out your uh, recessed cans to the LED retrofits, uh, you go from 65 watts per can, and some houses have you know 75, 80 cans in, in them uh, recessed. So, you know, and you drop down from 75 watts down to 12, 13 watts. Um, you know, you're, you're putting out 
less electrical consumption and less heat output. Right, and you're putting out a, a whole lot better light too now, especially with all the new color ranges that they have, and the and the CRI uh, is improving daily on on these uh, manufacturers. So it's it's really coming along a long a long ways. Uh, as far as price goes, you know. It, it's pretty much bottomed out right now. Um, you know, as far I don't think you'll see it going much lower um, than what it is right now um, for good for good product. I mean, you always have the lost leader stuff <laughs> and everything. Um, but as far as for good product, I think it's bottomed out for the most part um, because the. the tariffs and other things, shipping and freight and all of that is going up so much. So I don't think we'll see a big change in that. But it has come down a lot in the last three years. I remember the first time they came out, uh, Rosie got an estimate to convert to all LED in his house. I mean, it was in the thousands. And this was just for the kitchen area. And he thought, I mean, you start calculating your return on investment for... That and that's a hard sell, but oh, yeah. like you said, it's something new to the market. It's always the higher price. It's really yeah. what does um, a LED light bulb cost? Well, it depends. You know, like for a recessed, uh, for a recess now uh, to change out the the recessed light bulb and trim, um, we have them on you know fifteen ninety five, and that's a good product. Uh, we've had it for years. Um, we've had the company for years. Um, you don't have any issues with uh, this. You know, you've got five recessed cans in your house, and one of them's one color, one of them's another color, one of them's you know a little different. And that's for dimming too, the dimming uh, recess. So fifteen, sixteen dollars, um, uh, where and, where it used to be forty dollars <laughs> and fifty dollars. And know. how many hours do you get? I mean, they they last longer too, which yeah. I don't think we've hit that either. Yeah, um, they're for the most part rated at twenty five to thirty thousand hours, which is a long time. Um, so, but they do go bad, you know. Eventually, I mean, they do start dimming just like an incandescent does. But you know, you're it's a years and years and years down the road. So. And is that when they measure those hours, is that at full strength, or are you expanding those hours if you're using a dimmer and only running it at 40, 50 percent strength? You'll, yeah, you'll get you'll get more out of that if you if you dim back, oh. you know. But you got to make sure and buy the dimming light bulbs too. And yeah, the, and the right dimmer, <laughs> the right dimmer helps. We'll continue to talk and get all those things lined up correctly for the lighting in our home. Here at Rosie on the House with you every Saturday morning, joined by Alan Childers, statewide lighting. Welcome back. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. We're talking lighting this morning. Hey, Romy, I wanted to just mention there's been a, a good amount of response. We've talked about the fact that Rosie on the House Remodeling has a great little survey right on their landing page on our website on rosieonthehouse.com under the remodeling category. They have a kitchen remodel checklist. And this time of year, people are kind of cleaning out their house and, you know, kind of thinking about 
how things work and how the layouts and stuff. And you have a whole year to get ready for the next holidays instead of waiting till October. So it's just a good way to think through. It's a nice checklist, um, questions to ask yourself about the functionality of your home, specifically your kitchen, making a list, starting with your budget, kind of a target budget, what works well, what would you like to splurge on, what needs improvement, that kind of thing. So Rose on the house remodeling has uh you know, has this nice little checklist, and you can give them a call if you'd like a project done. And it's a great thing to just print out and put in your kitchen. And whether your remodeling project is three months down the road, three years down the road, however long it is, if there's something that you don't like about your kitchen and you're not sure what it is, it's just a great resource to put on your refrigerator or have it uh, in one of the drawers to just jot notes down. And that way, at the point we're coming to a remodel, all of this thought is already there and we're not starting from scratch because uh, a lot of you know th little things can be missed if we don't think about them in time and this helps you think ahead and the more time you put in those thought all those little details that make a big difference uh, can can get captured so they'll send that to you for free if you'd like a copy just uh, email them at uh, rosywright.com or like mom said you can download it at their partner page on rosyonthehouse.com. We're talking about lighting this hour here at Rosie on the House, and we've got uh, your guest, Alan, has called in. Uh, calling in from Dallas. It, what, is it like a, we'll, we'll ask him, is this a trade show? Is this a convention? What, what do you have going on today, David? Hey, David. Well, I'm down. How you doing, folks? Glad to have you reach out to us here. I'm down in Dallas at the Dallas International Lighting Show. There's an amazing amount of lighting vendors here. I think their number is up near around 400 today and uh, seeing some really exciting new things. Can you give us a preview on one or two of those? You know, one of the strongest trends continues to be LED fixtures. Utilizing LED products gives manufacturers and designers an opportunity to work around a device that's much smaller than a traditional light bulb. So we're seeing incredible amount of fixtures that have linear LED product embedded into them. And I've got to say, performance, light output, color rendering has taken some real leaps and bounds over the last year or two. So we're actually getting appreciable light output. We're getting incredible color rendering. And it's giving designers a, a new lease on life to create some totally different styles and looks for us. And that you had mentioned, Alan, while all your lights are on, you could see the electric spinning. What do you think the Dallas uh, light oh. show is doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a national debt right there. Hey, David, I got one, one quick question on have you seen any of the new light fixtures take on any of the smart uh, chip technology, the actual you know, fixtures? We're definitely seeing more smart chip technology going into fixtures. And that's really a great topic to discuss, Alan, because there's two schools of thought. And there's been some studies done that have shown that while the fixture-driven controls are fantastic, if you're tied to a switch leg and someone who's not engaged in using their phone to operate that device turns off the switch, it limits the access to everyone. So there's a ton of accessibility now to those D-wave switches and things that will control the light circuit, which can provide a little more reliability and still offer the old functionality. 
So you're right, Alan. The market's a wash, and fun things to control lights from just about anywhere you live. Well, I'm just thinking down the road, years down the road, we would bypass the switch leg altogether and just hotwire all the outlets and then let the fixtures um, and your and your smartphone or and or uh, Google or Alexis do the turning on as you want them. Um, You're so. definitely on the front side of that equation. You know, there's actually a couple of builders. I was working with some dealers just last week that were doing the cost equation to see how much they would save by taking out that switch to employ those smart fixtures. So mm-hmm. it's going to be here before you know it. I, again, I know uh, one of the major home builders was discussing that option just last week. All right. Cool. So and you're definitely going to see it. How about new styles? We got any new styles coming down the road? Colors? Well, that's what, yeah, I mean, unbelievable styles and fixtures, as I said, with all of the miniaturization of the light source, you don't have to build around a light bulb as big as your fist anymore. So we're seeing a lot of really great styles and linear pieces that have incredible output and fans as well. I don't know if you've got a minute mm-hmm. to chat, but there's some, some great advents with ceiling fans. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as long as it's radio appropriate, there is a manufacturer <laughs> of a big fan uh, that uh, has a part of a donkey in the yeah. name of the fan. You see a lot in big warehouses. As, as long as it's radio appropriate, educate the listener. You know, that, 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 that company's made its first introduction here at the Dallas market, and it's quite interesting. You know, they do provide a great service, and what they've really made a lot of people aware of is that you don't necessarily have to see a ceiling fan spinning to blow your hair off to get air movement. And so we've seen in this market, uh, Minka Air, as an example, introduce their largest fan ever at 110 inches. And these fans provide a perfect performance when we have these open floor concepts and we aren't necessarily trying to cool ourselves as we sit beneath the product, but we want to mix the air from floor to ceiling to be an equal temperature, have a wonderful breeze that prevents moisture collection, mold growth, all kinds of stagnations that happen inside of our homes. And that's what's been amazing. Uh, I have to say that... So, um, the f- sorry, 110 inches and probably Nine half... <laughs> yeah, probably half the RPMs of a traditional fan. A traditional fan, Alan, turning at about 200 on high speed. These fans maxed out at about 120. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing, and then yet they move five times the volume of air. Correct. Yeah, good. So you have just a much more comfortable living environment. You don't have that wind noise turbulence. You've got movement from the great room all the way into the kitchen behind the island without having something right over the island that might cool food. Just a lot of fantastic benefits other than just the good old evaporative cooling effect we used to expect when we put that fan on high and blew us down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the development to that technology was probably somebody that was sitting on their uh, couch just staring at that thing thinking, gosh, there's got to be a better way to move the air without blowing this. And it just it took somebody sitting there looking at it, thinking about it, and then playing with it, and now – Right. You know, these ma- major manufacturers, it's oftentimes not these big manufacturers that get the ideas. They may be able to bring it to market because they have the funds, but it was just somebody somewhere sitting there mm-hmm. thinking it through. There's got to right. be a better way. All right. A lot of change in our industry is related to lighting and fans, but it's exciting. And the best information and recommendation we can see is 
go see an industry professional, visit one of the lighting showrooms in the marketplace. Alan's got a great team. You can look online at so many things, but I can't tell you the stories I hear of people who bought things that won't do what they expected them to do. And it isn't as easy to return sometimes as you think. So uh, visit a professional, get the right advice, and I think you'll find the best success. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, come see us. Um, and let I'm me... sure that 110-inch fan will just fit in our showroom, too. So You've got too many lights hanging from the ceiling to spin a fan. <laughs> I'll tell you. We've got quite a few fans. Let me ask one uh, question before we let David go. The You guys have mentioned color a lot, the different colors of lights, and that can sometimes agitate people. We had a color specialist on the program in September that was just going through you know, how, how color can make us react and making sure we don't buy something that we take home. We spend the time to replace 20 fixtures in our living room seating area and turn it all on, sit down and not realize this is really agitating. (laughs) You know, there is no question that there's still a lot of discussion about what are all the best colors. Everyone, it seems, has made one singular step. Our traditional incandescent light bulb was always a 2,700-degree Kelvin lamp. Most of that has migrated upwards just to 3,000 degrees. It provides just a little crisper light output, a little truer color rendering. And so that seems to be where the majority of the market is, is moved for residential applications. But you're right. I've heard when you get into the, sometimes the 4,000 Kelvins and the 5,000s and some people like even 6 and 7, the light color gets super blue, and that can affect people people's psyche a bit. And when everyone talks about natural sunlight, you've always got to be very wary because they can be talking equator, North America. There's a lot of <laughs> kind of poor information. So my best advice there is, Try to see it before you buy it. Try to understand what you're looking at. And that's kind of the same way with LEDs. We uh, offer uh, a lot of what we're calling edge-lit LED, where the LEDs are around the periphery of the fixture, never visible, and the light communicates out into just a flat panel that just glows with no glare. And I think that's the real key is there's a lot of cheap LED out there. They just stick a lens over it and drop some into the top, and you've got glare and glint and wavering uh, waving tones because of the frequencies so edge lit would be the first thing i would recommend to anybody who's considering any led products which hides the leds in the edges and you just see the effect of the light not the source david may we appreciate you joining us this saturday morning and uh taking time out of your uh, trip there in dallas to share a little bit with the arizona listeners and uh, we'll let you get back to it hey thanks so much for having me call anytime thanks david Appreciate it. That was an interesting point he made about the natural sunlight. Well, natural to what? Natural to exactly Alaska yeah, <laughs> is different exactly than natural that. to Arizona. Yeah, Arizona sunlight's a little different. Well, yeah. and that's a north-south uh, difference, of, but even east-west, like the sun in Arizona, man, you can't look at that without really getting burnt. But in Louisiana, you can look at the sun at the you know morning, night. Right. It's It's red. It's not even... Uh, <laughs> this bright color. We've got a we've got a board in our showroom that has the different kelvins on it, different colors. Um, so you need to come in and kind of see what's comfortable. Um, and and the higher stuff is task oriented. Maybe you need a four or five thousand to read something or see a color. You know the the 
the color rendering of whatever you're working on, you may need that higher Kelvin. This light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Talking lighting here at Rosie on the house. Wrapping up this final segment, what are we missing? I want to get to styles and trends a little bit, uh, but all these new technologies, are they working with our existing wiring, or are we going to see a point in the future where you know this light doesn't work until, unless it's a new home because it requires this different type of infrastructure? Um, I don't think it's going to change uh, that much. Um we still have moving st- electrons hasn't changed <laughs> it really hasn't yeah i mean you, you know you may see some more dc motors coming into the fans and i mean that's pretty much the the way to go on a fan anymore um i don't think uh, a lot of that's going to change uh like say the only thing that may change is like we were talking earlier you may drop that switch leg um you may go from a a house that has a 500 amp panel uh, down to a 200 amp panel because that's all he needs is to run his, uh, you know, air conditioners, heaters, and that, you know, refrigerators and that kind of stuff. And even refrigerators are coming way down in wattage usage. So you may see that change, um, but I, I don't know that I'd see a whole lot of the, um, you know, going from a, a a 12-2 wire down to a bell wire, maybe. But, uh, you know, so uh, that's going to be down the road a little ways, I think. Current styles? Um, current styles, you know, I mean, here there's a lot of new woods coming out, uh, which is, you know, everything's kind of going back to the country uh, a little bit or um, open geometrics, Um and this is where we're talking, you know, David was talking about the the small um, LED stuff. Um, you know, they've got the room now to incorporate it into some transitional and some uh, rather than just your higher, you know, up fixtures. So they can move that around now. So your blacks, your um, bronzes are, and your brushed nickels are still very... Uh, popular, but we're seeing a lot of mix now, like black and gold, um, uh, black and wood. Um, the golds are coming back. Um, a lot of the country country feel is coming back uh, this next few years. Um, so, um, and that's a style, uh, the country style that I, to me, never gets old. It's not going to be something like the '80s brass that. Yeah. You know, it was short-lived. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The brass is still not there. We're talking gold color. Um, uh, So the brass isn't coming back anytime soon, I don't think. Um, But a lot of open open fixtures, you know, where you can see through geometric shapes. Um, So that's, you know, and it can still be, and that can work in a country home. Uh, It can work, you see, you know... Over an island, it's maybe a country kitchen, and it's got a geometric fixture over the island. Um, so you know that that kind of stuff is still is working real well right now. And your showroom is located at 
8920 East San Victor Drive in Scottsdale. Um, kind so of in the 101. If, 101 if you're close to Mustang Library, you're close. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're just south of the Mustang Library, uh, just south of the Scottsdale Hospital there, or Honor Health, I think it is now. Um, so we're just south of that. Um, we're in tucked in a little cul-de-sac. We've been there almost 30 years now if not more. Um, <laughs> you so, don't want to count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's long enough you don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> uh, and we've got a great team. Uh, uh, Bob's been there for 25 years, and, you know, so we're we're in good shape as far as having having some talent to let, keep you up. My biggest takeaway was that uh, light, natural light is is different you know there's the light looks all different different all over the world so you know what is that to you why why is it red in louisiana sometimes at night gary you look right at that sun in the west the sky gets red well there could be some clouds that are reflecting off of it too and it could be the white cirrus clouds or the dark clouds and all that the biggest lighting issue i ever had was fish in the basin and the light was directly in my face while i'm trying to cast toward that stump because there's a brim yeah. or a sockle waiting for me <laughs> but uh but yeah it but the contrast i mean even some of the sunsets here in arizona look nothing like the ones in louisiana oh you don't get the clouds you don't get those big displays it's like all the clouds will turn red but in louisiana there won't be clouds and there'll just be a red ball is that is that because you're so close to the ocean? It's tied to that say, Reddit, red in the morning, sailors warning, red at night, sailors delight. You know, I never thought about that, but you could be right because, uh, like, Lafayette's 90 miles from the Gulf. Yeah. You know? I wonder or, if it's something to do with it. Natural light is not the same at all over. <laughs> it all comes from the sun, but the yeah. atmosphere, the colors, the clouds, the location, that. Newton's law of motion doesn't apply here either. <laughs> that was the 7 o'clock hour, folks. <laughs> Well, next Saturday, we've got a great lineup for you as well. It'll be the last of our projects to do around the house, uh, talking all the different applications to tile. February moves into our plumbing month, and we've got a great lineup covering deep topics on uh, all different types of the plumbing systems in our home, water heaters, water supply, water drainage. Tell you what, I've said it before, I would... I would rather give up my air conditioning than my hot water heater. Those hot showers. They come in I, handy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Till next Saturday, be thankful for the God above you, the ones beside you, and the life before you.